Good morning, Toby and Merrill. Hi, can I speak to Kim, please? Uh, hold for one moment, please. Thank you. Toby and Merrill, this is Kim. How can I help you? Kim, it's Joey Jingola. Oh, how are you? Good. Hey, I was like, who is Kent, Ohio? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Yeah, I think education, and if you like go to our website right now, it's kind of just a lot of words. So people aren't going to read that. I don't know about that. That's my good friend Kim Wood of Toby and Merrill Insurance in Hampton, New Hampshire. And talking about, well, the words, there's too many of them on the website, and people, they don't read them. And it's not really the words' fault most of the time. It's how you're putting them together, like what order you've decided to put those words in and where you've placed them. And yeah, uh, all right, here's the thing about words. The more words that you have for them to read, uh, the more opportunity they have to learn from you and get to know who you are. And that's how a lot of business gets done. It's just most of the words that exist on most of insurance agency websites really talk about nothing uh, mostly nothing that is relevant and or important to somebody making a better insurance decision. So is it the words? Probably not. It's the, hey, we've been in business since before the Civil War, and oh, by the way, you know, we're a family-owned, community-driven, we like people, and you know, all of those sorts of types of things. It's, re it's reading that over and over again that becomes the problem. Now, if it's, hey, I've got hundreds of thousands upon thousands of words on my website that are focused on, hey, these are the types of insurance that we sell. And this is, you know, the things that you need to know, you know, answering every single question. We're going to get to that in a second, even more. Those are the types of words. Those are all the words that you want on your site, because it's the, it's the, again, it's, it's, it's the boring descriptive words. Now, this is another thing, and, and this, this is, there's never a better example of this right now, and I'm sure you could probably go to, I'm not, I don't, I haven't looked at Kim's About Us page, but if you go to any About Us page in the world uh, from an insurance agent, the About Us page is wildly uh, um, misguided in the standpoint of, it is treated as a place for people, or for an agency, to talk about themselves, all the things that they do. And in reality, the About Us page is about what you can do for somebody else and how your story kind of fits into that. That's really what you're chasing. That's the whole goal of the About Us page is to say, hey, listen, I know you're looking for insurance, but this is how you're going to find it with us. And these are some of the reasons why we might be able to help you. And you just sprinkle in the things that were primarily about, you know, the, 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 I guess what was the primary focus of your probably current about us page of you've been in business since 1975, you graduated from preschool here, all of those statistics that you think people want to know, those are the things that get dabbled in here. And they're just, you know, you pick your spots, you pick your moments because they're not all important. They don't all need to be there. And yeah, you need some words, but just make sure that you have the right ones because there's really no limit to what you can tell them. I know we need to like tell people kind of what auto insurance and house insurance, but there's 
so many other resources that are already doing that. How much do you actually need to tell them about that on the website? How about all of it? All right, that's, that's probably an insensitive thing to say, and I don't, I mean, I kind of mean it. I mean, I actually do mean it, but here's, let me, let me qualify by, this is, this is, this is a very dangerous topic when it comes to, again, what should you tell them? You know, again, there's, there's plenty of outlets that you're talking yourself out of providing people with information, with education. And you, you, it always comes back to being under the guise of, well, we, we have to sell insurance. And the reality is, is, well, I mean, that's how you sell insurance is by, you know, educating somebody more than somebody else. And it's, it's not, it's not a question of how, how much you should tell them. It's a question of how can you figure out a way to tell them cost effectively? Can you create a process, a system that allows that thing to happen over and over again and to do it to where it's not a complete disruptor to the the overall day to day, the way you do things, so where it's not, you know, again, taking up tons and tons of time to get that information out. Now, it sounds like, again, that might sound ridiculous, but to also, again, it's not, I guess this might may, may even be the even more important point is yes, there are other people telling them that information, but it's not you. And that's the problem. The person that is telling them the information is the one that is ultimately gaining the trust. If again, it's not some sort of just ancillary, you know, mom blog or, you know, financial site or something that is really not geared or really, you know, designed to profit in any way. They're just covering insurance as an adjacent topic to the things they occasionally, you know, talk about because I've run across so many times on YouTube where there's just a video from a random channel where, you know, it's, it's associated with, Hey, how does this, my business get this insurance or what do we do for, you know, what, whatever, right? It's just, it's, it's associated to another industry altogether and they'll do one or two insurance topics overall and they'll have a lot of attention and views around that thing. And it's, and it always just makes me very sad inside when I see that because that should, that should be us, right? That we should have that video. And, and it's these other guys that again, you usually end up watching it and you can tell that they're not all that. I mean, they, they know a little bit, they know enough, you know, to be the person in their neighborhood that, you know, other people might ask occasionally about insurance and, and they feel like they, they might be, you know, like a, like an armchair insurance agent or whatever, but they're not. And it's usually offensive, but I, that, that's, I guess that's my point, right? Is there's no limit and there should never, it's, it's, it's flipping, flipping the mindset to saying how much, as opposed to saying, can I get enough? You know, it's, it's just putting it in, at least this is in my mind, right? And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I just feel like I've never been, I've never been, I've never been angry with, um, you know, a topic that ended up working out that, that people ended up finding, right? You'll, you'll never be mad about the thing somebody finds, even if it's one person that calls up one day and says, Hey, I was watching this thing or reading this thing. Thank you for explaining it to me. It makes so much sense. Even if, even if just one person calls, there's a pretty good chance that it was worth it. Right. And, and that's the, that's the problem. And I, so th that's when I say all of it, right. If you can do all of it, do all of it. Of course, you know, a lot of what we talk about here is focused on, you know, the, the, the highest probability success stories of the things that are, that are really have, have a good chance of working. And even then that is treated with a pretty thick layer of skepticism. And so that's where, you know, this is an entirely different level altogether to saying, and I don't know that I've seen it really executed 
I mean, some places, but just going fully all in on we are going to just exhaust ourselves on making sure that there's really no stone unturned, if you will. What does that look like? Can you just be that dedicated to that advising role, right? Just in a different capacity. And it's just permanently there because this is the bad kind of too much information. We have stuff on the website, but there's so much that you have to enter that people only enter like half of it and then they stop because there's just too much information. Because um, again, it was just our website was built by someone in kind of the insurance industry and it was kind of a canned form that was already there. Um, so there's like 50 questions to answer before you can submit. 50? Yuck. That is 100% one of the biggest infractions we can make. And that is where we should be obsessed about figuring out a way to get as little information from them as possible. That is where, again, we have no qualms, concerns, anything when it comes to asking people endless streams of questions. Most of the time that become irrelevant and unnecessary to the overall sales process. It's how can we limit and strip down that, right? You know, (laughs) Kim is talking about a form that's like 50 questions. Nobody fills it out. They get halfway through because it's too much. You don't have stuff. There's so much friction in the process. It's almost as if we don't want anybody to buy insurance. And maybe there's a little bit of that somewhere along the way from one of our insurance companies. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's, you know, kind of a sadistic intention that they have. I hope it's not. But it's possible that that we just haven't taken time to reevaluate information, the information exchange, I guess, on both ends and, and, and how much each side needs to weigh, right? In this new age of, of where this distribution is really endless and limitless only to our imagination. And again, that information is endless and limitless up until like privacy and stuff to where there's a lot that can be known about things that we don't need to necessarily ask, you know, redundancy, all that fun stuff. So a lot to be said for this information exchange and how much of it needs to be given when and where and to who, because again, I, I would say the main overall thesis of this entire thing is, is that we are certainly not giving out nearly enough of our own to them really in any way, shape, or form, and we're certainly asking for way too much in return. And it's this lopsided equation that probably sits at the center of this kind of customer experience dilemma we've fi- we've found ourselves in over the last, you know, however long, insert your own time period in which you think things have been, you know, in a bit of a pressure cooker. I don't know where these words are coming from, but you get what I'm saying. And it's this idea that, you know, we're just talking about Kim's experience of, you know, one thinking she maybe has too many words or, you know, other people have words that, you know, explain things that they need to explain. And should they use 
other people's, you know, what, what they've already done to re-explain things. And, and then ultimately, well, we're, we're collecting too much information ourselves from people and we're, we're not really thinking or being conscious on the other end. It's just this crazy, my mind is having a hard time even keeping up as I'm just saying it out loud really for the first time of, of just, you know, when you boil it down to being that simple, um, you know, maybe because again, we never had the ability and or opportunity to, again, have the mindset to say, well, wh- when should I stop? Or, you know, I mean, like we, 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 it, it, it's, or how can I get this much or how can I get that much? We've never had that. So it's something that switched and now all of a sudden we can, and we have yet to just really rearrange or reorganize our, our chessboard. I don't know, insert your own game of choice, risk, maybe battleship. We haven't reorganized those things, those game pieces to fit the expectations. And this is really, I just, I think, you know, 12 minutes and you know, 45 seconds of saying, listen, if you can, if you're, if you're willing and dedicated and, and, and kind of just all in on the process enough, I'd be curious to see what happens if you took the mentality of, well, you know, no information, you know, there's no limit of information that is too much. Uh, I've seen it, it just in what other people are able to produce and create and just other industries. And, and I have yet to see the limit. I'm sure there is one. I don't know where it is, but it's certainly far beyond anything else. Any of any one of us have come close to achieving. And, and, uh, I'd be curious what happens if, if that mentality was fully adopted, integrated, not just one person, because that's where you're also going to get into trouble. If it's just one person, then there will certainly be burnout and there'll just be nothing left. And, and, and it becomes, much more of a team effort. It has to be, it has to be just top to bottom. Everybody understands the value of this, even though it's going to maybe take a couple years to play out. So you got that. And then ultimately on the other side of things too, you know, knowing that, you know, how can you continually push the boundaries? And I, I know we are held hostage is a strong word, but there are, there are forces, you know, working in the opposite direction of frictionless environments. And, and we're, we kind of have to try to figure out a way to grease the wheels as much as possible, but as much as we possibly can, again, ask for the most relevant things that just to get the process going, that get them from, you know, point A to point C or D. I don't know, we might be skipping a few letters, but how can we reduce the steps in the process to, to go from, you know, 50 ugh, to like 25 even? I mean, it's, it's that mentality that we need to approach. And how do we on the opposite end go from 25 to 50 to 50 to a hundred and, and just see what happens when we are giving out far more than we could ever hope to receive. I'm having a bit of a crisis of fate lately and yes, I know it's something ridiculously important and I'm not sure how to deal with it I might need to switch music services. I'm not sure really how to address it. I'm pretty sure Google's shutting down their Google Play service, their official music service right now. They've got this whole thing, YouTube Music, that they're kind of pushing me towards, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. And just before any of you go judging, I mean, yes, I might just need to have a mass exodus to Spotify entirely, but I'll get into that in one second. Before you judge, I've been using Google Play Music since, like, I'm pretty sure it was first launched, like 2006 or something. And to be honest, the reason I'm doing it is because I've got about 60 gigs of music or however much they let you upload at the time uh, to their, their server or whatever. And, uh, and listen, 
Just there are things that you cannot get on these streaming services that I have in my collection and I just need to pull. I just want one app for all of my audio experiences in the car, on the go, wherever. And I, I, I have that with Google Play because, you know, when I want to listen to Tool, I can go to Tool and there it is because they don't exist anywhere on, on the streaming services. And and now that, that might be going away and I'm just finding, just finding hole after hole with YouTube music. It's just destroying my my music enthusiasm and I'm really not sure what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to open up this debate. Like, what do you use? I just want to ask joehateagencynation.com. What music service are you using? Spotify, Apple Music, that's not happening. I can guarantee that Spotify is really the next, really only option, I guess. Maybe Amazon, I don't ugh, know. Um, I mean, I've tried, I've, I've tried to pay for Spotify like five times and canceled every single time. And it's always because I didn't have, I would go to look for something in the mood for, and they just didn't have it. I needed, I had it on my Google play. It was uploaded, everything, whatever. And, uh, it's probably gotten better. It's probably gotten better, but I'm just a little bit of a diva like that. And I'm curious, any other off the wall, random suggestions that I'm not privy to would be welcome. JoeyHagencyNation.com. If you want to avoid a mass exodus of some kind in your agency, head over to agencynation.com slash training. Check out the Insiders program. That should keep you up, ready to go with everything that you need to know for all of that fun uh, marketing stuff. agencynation.com slash training.